Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 3, Episode 11, Boshek Spaceman. The book, Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina, edited by Kevin J. Anderson. The year, 1995. Chapter 10, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. The myth in the band looked like if the testicle had a butthole on it. Don't fucking try and explain a skater boy to me, okay? The young kids don't care for your jizz. They just want to hang around in their rooms and you're goth. Oh, ball sacks, he says. <laughs> it's time for another episode of Expounded Universe. It's me, your boy, uh, Skinny Penis. <laughs> with the vines, John. <laughs> just starting right out the gate with the vines. So Too many vines. Too many vines and too much potion too, cellar. <laughs> too many vines, too much potion cellar. The internet has ruined me you are peak internet now pretty soon you're gonna be doing 8chan memes and i'm gonna have to leave the show gracefully yeah soon i will become that which is internet and everything will be ruined next thing next time i come over here you better not have serious opinions about anita sarkeesian or something (laughs) uh she's gonna be at gen con i will have her kick your ass (laughs) oh dude that would be great have a live ass kicking of john at gen con We could charge $2 a head. My God. John will bite the head off a live chicken. And then Anita Sarkeesian shall bash him about the ears. All for the sake of, I don't know, ethics and games journalism or something. (laughs) The chicken represented American debt. (laughs) So now we're just doing avant-garde theater. Indeed. (laughs) Guys... It's Expounded Universe. I'm John. That's it's Jeff. It's Expounded Universe, though you'd be hard-pressed to prove it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, who can tell anymore? <laughs> this may as well be any of our other shows. John, a Star War. <laughs> Did you know that a Star War happened? <laughs> a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Naboo was under an attack. <laughs> uh, guys, we're reading Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. Edited by one Kevin James Anderson. Boy, howdy, we've got another tale for you today. Actually, I don't know if J stands for James. I'm just assuming. Yeah, Kevin James. It was, <laughs> it was Kevin James Edited Anderson. by Kevin James. <laughs> We're reading Tales from the Moss Eisley uh, Mall, where Paul, Bl- Paul Blart is the Moss Eisley Mall cop. Yeah, and he's a Mall Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart, Mall Blart. Paul Barp, Marblurp. Now it sounds like we're explaining that the book was written by Kevin James to Anderson Cooper. Yeah, Kevin James to Anderson Cooper. Thanks for everything. The book was written by Kevin James, Anderson. <laughs> There's, there is a comma missing from this book. Also an Ames. <laughs> Ames. <laughs> Jesus not, Christ. Not famed baseball player Willie Ames either. No, Willie James. Not famed American spy Aldrich Ames. Not famed... A- Ames and Andy. I have actually had people, because I, I, we don't usually talk about this on the show, but my last name is Aldrich, spelled like A-L-D-R-I-C-H, right? Mm-hmm. I've actually had people ask me if I'm related to Aldrich Ames. That is amazing. It's happened, I think, twice in my life so far, where I have to be like, no, you see, because Aldrich was his first name. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're not descended from a proud people who went by their first name. First name first, and then we changed our minds about it at some point. We were like, well, we don't want to have people think that we're related to him, so we'll make that our last name now. (laughs) That'll throw him off the scent. (laughs) 
Well, it's true, because then they would be like, oh, that makes sense. You couldn't possibly be related to him. And then you're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I must tell my mother, Florence Ames. <laughs> Good lord. It bothers me that I was coming up with a fake name for my mom, and the only name I could come up with was my girlfriend's real name. It's true. That's a problem. That's, that's a very sad time. That's going to be a real problem for someone. <laughs> for someone. Probably. Namely, <laughs> namely you. Well, if my girlfriend listened to this shit, yeah. She, ah! She's got better things to do. <laughs> uh, yep. So we are doing the tale, the Spacer's Tale. Yes, yeah. I, I forget what it was specifically called, but the Spacer's Tale. The story of Boshek. Yeah, Boshek, the... The cartoon it, horse who's got depression. One of the it's Boshek Spaceman, <laughs> and he is here, and he's sad. <laughs> and he did eat that entire box of muffins. <laughs> hey, I get that because I've only ever watched the first two episodes. <laughs> Folks, don't take John uh, uh, at face value here. He has only watched the first two episodes because the show's too real for him. <laughs> Bojack Horseman is basically like the sad mirror held up to my life. And I'm Except like, nope. you don't have a cool house. No. I'm like, oh man, I'm that guy, but poor. Oh no. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> the show is so good, but yeah, it's a little too real. <laughs> uh, so Boshek, you might remember as one of the only people in the cantina that actually has any amount of screen time that matters. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, he's a dude in a, in a flight suit. Yeah, and he's like, hey, nah, I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah, they ask if he can help, and he suggests that they should talk to Captain Solo, and that's the closest we ever get to him getting anything out, out of screen time. Well, yeah, I mean, at least he's someone in the cantina that had, like, a line uh-huh. outside of the bartender. But did you know he also had a rip-roaring thrill ride of an adventure, both before and after his famous scene? Why, boy, howdy, I did now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I could not identify this guy on sight at first, and, and I only remembered him because I have a couple of, like, CCG cards and stuff that reference him. Oh, yeah. He's he's in that X-Wing game. He is a crew member. You can have Boshek sitting in your... And uh, I always thing. wondered what his deal was and why his card was kind of like a predictive ability thing. And this this chapter goes a long way towards explaining that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Boshek. Boshek is... Honestly, Boshek is the epitome of what I fucking hate about Star Wars Expanded Universe as a character. He's better than some, but he's pretty close. I mean, he's... You can't say epitome if you haven't read a corn horn book yet. Well, the thing is, the <laughs> the fucking chapter starts out, and like the very first thing is he's like, "Oh man, I can't wait to go tell Han Solo that I just beat his castle run." And you're like, "Stop it!" It's no. like the one thing he had. Don't, Don't take that from Han Solo. <laughs> Quit doing that. I like that he tells it to Chewbacca at one point in the chapter, and Chewbacca's like, "Don't even. We don't." That's not a real thing. No one cares. <laughs> hey, he beat the Kessel Run. Kessel Run here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, he does appear in space above Mos Eisley in a super cool ship called the Infinity. He's in the best ship. It's the coolest ship ever. It's like if the Millennium Falcon was cool. Yeah, because it only takes one pilot to fly the Infinity, and you don't need a stupid Wookiee. And also, it's super fast and has incredible weapons and a shield that protects it from heat. And it's it's slick and, and very modern and cool. It's got a velvety outer exterior, so it can go right up your butt without a whole lot of lube. Same. <laughs> It's true. John's like the antlers of a deer, but before they uh, before it break free, it's it's very true. They're, and then, of course, when my outer velvet breaks, I am covered in blood, blood and horns, blood and horns. That's me, bloody horns, bloody horn, 
corn horn. <laughs> bloody corn horn. Bloody horns just sounds like the sort of thing you make up at a summer camp. They oh, yeah. say that bloody horns still stalks this very camp, spewing blood from the bugle that he choked to death on. Wait. By the way, this is band camp. <laughs> Hold on. I was going to say, is that is that bugle the instrument or like a bag of bugles the chips? <laughs> he choked of... on a bugle. <laughs> he choked on bugles. And to this day, he still walks around with ten bugles making <laughs> claws on his fingertips. The old bugle fingers they used to call him until they started calling him Bloody Horn because it sounded cooler. <laughs> and then your associate, who's helping you tell the story, spills a bag of bugles from the rafters into the room. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, bloody Horn! <laughs> toot, toot. This guy's backstory is weird. <laughs> this is way too complicated for a camp story. I'm frightened by how complicated this camp story is. What's his narrative? Who is he haunting exactly? Who who is supposed to be afraid of this guy? Why is he blaming other people that he choked on a bugle? <laughs> is he angry that he choked on it? Is he remorseful? I don't understand. <laughs> is it because he died before the class action lawsuit? This is confusing. <laughs> Uh, this, this is why Jeff and I are not allowed to go to campouts. <laughs> oh, I've been to a million campouts, just not with you. Oh, it's true. It's why we are not allowed <laughs> to go true. to campouts. Have we ever been camping together? Um, uh, you've borrowed my camping gear yeah, a couple I've of times. Yeah, I've gone camping without you. And w- with my stuff. Yeah. So I've been there in spirit. <laughs> yeah, I have had your stink upon your tent. Because I have... me that I, whole time. I have retained thousands of dollars of camping equipment from my Boy Scout days, and I still loan it out on the regular... On, so that's... Anytime any of my friends go camping, they, they visit my garage first. Well, yeah, because, you know, I'm going to go camping like once every three years. Mm-hmm. I don't need to buy a tent. No, but where I have like four tents and a bunch of air mattresses and camp stoves and air pads and just a million uh, backpacks and just all kinds of crap for camping. Yeah. Which I do not much care for. Really? If I'm being honest. I, I, I actually love it. I love camping with a... Like, okay, here's the problem. The past couple of years, whenever I've gone camping, it's because my girlfriend's family went camping, and we have to go camping near them. Okay. And that means they go to, like, a place that is not a real campground. It's just a place where you're allowed to park your RV, and it is a three-minute drive from the 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. And so it's just... We parked somewhere and walked into the woods a bit. Not even walked into the woods. You park somewhere and set the tent up next to your car. <laughs> it's, it's just saying, would you like to spend a night trying to sleep in the outdoors on an air mattress while loud Tejana music emits from the camps on either side of you? <laughs> and it sounds like it's competing? <laughs> <laughs> it's dueling Tejana. Lake Jennings, come on down. Uh, nah, man. I'll I'll go camping in like a real place. I'll, yes, no, that I love. I'll go to like Julian or something. I like going to a place that's far enough away from people and high enough that you can hear the wind. And the wind sounds like oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you're high enough, you'll always hear the wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Boshek, 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 spaceman. <laughs> Uh, is in the Infinity, a super cool ship for one, that he is flying uh, for someone else because he is just a professional pilot. Yeah, so his whole deal is he's like those people that uh, get hired to like drive a car across country to deliver it to someone else. Mm-hmm. So he smuggles either stolen or like improperly ships. registered ships. Yeah, ships that already belonged to smugglers and they're looking for them because... He's going to take them to a monastery on Tatooine where they will change the transponder codes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says uh, he, he works out of a monastery full of engineers and one actual priest that works to change transponder codes and generally kind of paint over hot ships to make them less appealing to the Empire to go chasing after. Yeah, so that way when someone like 
does a sensor scan on the ship, they don't go, oh, hey, that guy's wanted. They're just like, oh, it's some ship. Yeah. Now, Boshek, of course, refers to where he lives as a monastery cum-forging operation. <laughs> uh I don't know if I got the emphasis right on that. Does that, does that sound wrong to you? I feel like your emphasis on that sentence might be wrong. Let me try that one more time. It's a monastery cum-forging operation. There you go. Is that, is that better? That's much better. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's happening exactly. What We're in this monastery where they forge cum, but... <laughs> but boy, howdy, they're great. <laughs> I mean, you, you spend enough time with a vow of celibacy, and you're going to be pretty good at cum forging. Uh, every morning you wake up, get on your knees, and And I open <laughs> palm slam a VHS into the recorder. <laughs> it's Chronicles of Riddick, and right then and there, I start doing the moves alongside Vin Diesel. <laughs> Peak internet, John. <laughs> Peak internet internet pull it back i cannot pull up at this point i'm just circling the drain of internet so anyway he arrives so close to tatooine because the ship he's flying has such a super great hyperdrive oh my god if i had been any closer i would have come out of hyperspace inside the planet (laughs) and i don't like coming inside of things because that goes against the tenets of my monastery my monastery is very against that You come on things or in open containers, and that's it. That's our monastery. If you're going to forge, forge it in the open air, not in something. (laughs) And make sure you charge a crystal. (laughs) Look, we're in open air come forge here, and uh, we've got rules. (laughs) The first rule of monastery come forging is no one talks about monastery come forging. If it's your first time in monastery come forge, you've got to forge come. (laughs) Oh, man, making fun of the one tiny bit of Latin that's in this chapter is uh, going to get us a lot of mileage, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... it's. <laughs> uh, God damn it, I was going to... That was uh, summa cum laude. Yeah, they they graduated college summa cum laude, and their cake said summa dash 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 laude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, they left the cum off my cake. <laughs> Hi, uh, I ordered a cake from you guys earlier today that was meant to have cum on it. There's and- no cum on this cake? <laughs> and I feel like... My son earned that cum, and we worked hard for that cum. We want our family to really dig in and enjoy that cum. My family needs to see that cum on that cake and then eat that cake that had the cum on it. (laughs) Someone else's bits. (laughs) Anyway. So uh, he basically pops into hi- out of hyperspace. He pops a boner in hyperspace. Right next to Tatooine. And wouldn't you know it, visible off in the distance is a pair of Imperial Star Destroyers. Yep. Oh, fuck me. I'm in a hot ship. And I'm going down, down, baby. <laughs> hot ship into Tatooine. <laughs> it's a hot ship for a white Tatooine. I don't know. And the reason it's a white Tatooine is <laughs> Let because- me tell you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> about the benefits of daily monastic cum forging. <sighs> we also make Benedictine. It's a fine liqueur with cum in it. <laughs> we, you, you might want to try our eggs Benedict. You probably don't, though. There's tell, a reason why. Tell me, does this monastery smell of cum? <laughs> it is the Victorian period. You cannot ask me if a monastery smells of cum. <laughs> Other people's bits. <laughs> That one's on TV. I don't care about stealing it. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell and Webb. So, <laughs> fucking Boshek gets scanned by one of these uh, Imperial Star Destroyers, and he's like, oh no, they're going to tell that this is a hot ship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get the fuck out of here. And of course, sure enough, he dives towards the planet, but in come four TIE Fighters. Yeah, he's going to be chased by four whole TIE Fighters. He I just- love that they're like, 
oh, that's a definitely a hot ship that like either is stolen or belongs to a smuggler. Let's send four of our hundreds of TIE fighters after it. <laughs> four TIE fighters can do anything. It's right. If you if we sent two, that would be silly. But four can get the job done. I don't understand why they'd send TIE fighters at all. Like, what can TIE fighters do to him that matters? He can just keep running. Like, ah. like uh, they need to send something with a tractor beam. If it's a stolen ship, they need to recover it, not blow it up. Well, I mean, it might be that it's a like a smuggler ship, like a known ah, smuggler that ship. That could very well be. But it turns out the Infinity is a super rad ship with all kinds of hot features. All kind of hot sex features, except for a gun. <laughs> it's got a button you can press that makes it play, It's my birthday! Yeah, and then just fireworks. <laughs> Other people's bits. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do here. We've stopped coming up with our own jokes, everyone. We're just going to do everyone else's jokes. I don't know, I feel like Monastery Cum Forging was ours. <laughs> I can't wait until someone's like, well, actually, Monastery Comforge was a known bit. It dates back to 16th century Belgians. <laughs> if you'll see, an actual monastery had a Comforge in it. A triple bock used to just be three dicks going off at once. Now it's a beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's your boy, uh, Skinny Bock. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, he dives on down, down to Tatooine and starts running away from these TIE fighters. And this is actually a fairly cool... I gotta, I gotta give props to the author here. This is a fairly cool description of ship combat and escaping. I, I mean, it's the same thing where the, uh, the tale for the Stormtrooper was like, we do want to kind of show that Stormtroopers are actually supposed to be badass soldiers mm -hmm. because everyone treats them like laughingstock in the same way that everyone treats TIE fighters like a laughingstock. In this one, they were like, no, man... Those TIE fighters are crazy maneuverable and super fast, and, you know, the pilots are really good. The only thing they don't have is shields, but it's a good thing they're on the offensive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's and, basically what's happening here. And he's like, my ship doesn't really have a gun. I can't turn around and try and start fighting against them. Yeah. I've got to try and just so, outrun them. So he just does some open some maneuvers out over the open uh, wastes and flies around in the sand for a while. Doesn't manage to shake them, so he runs for the Jundland Wastes, which are the ca the, the canyon part of Tatooine yeah, around the, here. Yeah, the Jundland Wastes, which are, I think, black, green, and red? <laughs> that is correct, yes. Yeah, and uh, it's good. <laughs> Regular wastes just tap for colorless. <laughs> magic. <laughs> These are some jokes about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, he runs through some canyons, and then he does some fancy canyon flying, which is the 90% of the way that you kill off TIE fighters is fancy canyon flying. Oh, yeah. You fly and make them run into things. That's how you kill TIE fighters. That's that's the no the normal way to kill TIE fighters. Uh, you fly until they accidentally fly into things. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, it's canyon walls, and two of them hit canyon walls. The other two were way better pilots, and once he's managed to kill two of their friends, they're pissed at him, and now they're, they're shooting for blood. Oh, yeah. They're out to get him. They're out to get him good. And so they start firing lasers at him and shit. And he responds by, honestly, a trick that's in the Solo movie, which is that he jettisons an escape pod, makes it look like they died, or, or like he died, and then they fly into the fireball caused by the uh, escape pod. Yeah. So I just saw that Solo movie, by the way, Oh, John. spoiler alert for Solo. Come oh, on. Spoiler alert. There's an escape pod that comes off the ship. I'm well, sorry. I know that ruined the movie for you. Well, he also says he learned that trick from Han Solo. Oh, that's does he say that? Yes. Yeah, that's right. He does. He's like, I'm gonna have to like buy Han Solo a drink when I get to the cantina because he his dumb maneuver just saved my life. You know something crazy that almost a little bit of a spoiler, but not really because you'd have to know a tremendous amount to know it's a spoiler. The spoiler, the Solo movie is full of references to the expanded universe books. Good, full of it. Good, constantly. It's like all of Lando's dialogue. <laughs> 
Good, great. I love so, it. So uh, that's that's an exciting time for you to get ready for. I'm I'm glad and I am excited that this exists, apparently. Anyway, uh, he manages to outrun and outfly all these TIE fighters and they get popped and blown up and so on. And so he lands his stolen super jet. I'm sorry, it's not stolen for him, but it's probably stolen at some point. Someone stole it, I'm someone sure. Someone stole it from someone. Who knows? Who? I mean, really, capitalism is just theft, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and he, he that's his tenet that he believes in. Yeah, obviously. It's that and a good daily forging of cum. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically me. I'm pretty much Boshek in this situation. <laughs> Hate capitalism, love cum forging. One more thing before we get out of the flying around part. There's a part where he's being tenaciously chased by two of these TIE fighters, and he stops for a split second and goes, hang on, am I a wizard? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a wizard. Never mind. Oh, it'd be great if I was a wizard, though. I love that his deal is he's like, oh, one person at the monastery told me about the Force once, and now I am obsessed with it. I am fairly certain that I might be Force-sensitive. He's like, okay, maybe I'm going to try, like, he says he tries, like, meditating. He does mm-hmm. all sorts of nonsense to try and connect with the Force. He should have tried spinning. That's it- a good trick. <laughs> that is a good trick. <laughs> That's what I call pod racing. Uh, but... It's really weird to me the way he describes it, because it would be like, let's say I had never heard of a, like Christianity before, and someone came up to me and was like, hey, did you know Jesus was a dude and he was God and he's rad? And I immediately drop everything I'm doing, and I'm like, I am praying to him right now. <laughs> well, it's just particularly That's fun- my new belief in life. Yeah, no, it's, it's hilarious, and it's particularly funny in this, in this combat scenario where he's flying away from two TIE fighters, and he goes, maybe I could use the force on them. No, I don't know how to use the force. Oh, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> Hold on. Can I try and... No, no, I'm not a wizard. Jerry, can my fighter cast fireball at those orcs? No. Oh, no, no, he's not a wizard. Sorry, I forgot. Hold on, wait a minute. No. No, he can't cast... Okay, all right. It'd be great if he could, though. It'd be cool. <laughs> it's just such a fun moment. Oh, I know. I'll use the force on them. Wait, I, I don't... Wait, hold on. I can't use the force. <laughs> that was a weird thought. Anyway, oh, right. I'm flying a ship. That's. I mean, honestly, that's the kind of thought that a nerd that lives here would have. Oh, you know non-Star li- Wars? You're lying in bed, and you're like, I could use the force to turn off that light switch. <laughs> Wait a minute. The force isn't real. God damn it. My diet Mountain Dew is really far across the room from me. Uh... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, everyone's done it. I don't blame him for being like... Come on, the force! Nope, didn't work. All right, well, I had to give it a try. <laughs> so he fails to use the force, but he does get away anyway. And then he lands his ship and just goes kind of rampaging right into town because he's got stuff to do. Well, he is so excited so to pumped. go tell Han Solo that not only has he beaten the Kessel Run, but also that Han Solo's dumb trick saved his life. He doesn't even take off his flight suit. He just lands the fucking plane and takes off at a dead sprint. Yeah, just headlong for that cantina. And on his way there, because this is a book about people seeing things that happened in the first Star Wars movie, he has to stop and see the uh, the stormtrooper interrogating Obi-Wan in the car. And he's like, oh, looks like those guys are going to get it. Oh, nope, looks <laughs> like they didn't matter. They're just being waved along. <laughs> you got to wonder if they rewrote this book when the special editions came out. And he was like, I thought I saw some people inter- being interrogated by stormtroopers, but there was a brontosaurus and a robot fight in the way. <laughs> I really hope so. I want a new Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina special edition, and everyone's like, I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on anymore. I ran outside the cantina just in time to see Han Solo step on Jabba the Hutt's butt. <laughs> I ran outside of the cantina, and there was just shit everywhere. Just so much random CGI shit. <laughs> 
pretty sure I saw Dash Reddar's ship in the distance. Weird, right? Anyway. Crazy. <laughs> this is feeling extra special. <laughs> also, Boba Fett's here. Boba Fett? Where? <laughs> in the special editions. <laughs> See, we still got bits. No, we're fine. We've got fine. our own bits. Not, not This wasn't someone else's bit. That was nobody else's bit but our own. Everybody's bit. Feel free to use that bit, by the way. <laughs> Please feel free to use our bit where we say everyone else's bits. <laughs> okay, here we go. He gets into the cantina and he looks around because he's got to see everybody who's in the cantina because that's what people do in this book. Oh, yeah. It's our time around cantina. Oh, oh, all right. The sisters are here. The Tonica twins are looking super fine. Oh, hey. good. Ooh, that hookah guy's creepy. <laughs> How does that guy get anything done? God damn it. Soup. Soup. <laughs> now that I know what he is, I love that he's in the in every other chapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that creep. Soup. He just, like, I imagine a big word bubble above him, like the Sims style that has a picture of a bowl of soup. <laughs> and if you actually talk to him, he just speaks in Simlish. <laughs> oh, yeah. He speaks Simlish. Yabagawada. He... Soup. <laughs> Soupa. <laughs> That just makes him sound like he's a minion. <laughs> Bebo, Bebo, soup. Papaya, soup. Ba- banana. <laughs> anyway, uh, he sees all the people in the cantina, and he finds Chewbacca. And he's like, oh, Chewbacca, I beat your record in Castle Run. And Chewbacca's like, all right. Uh, yeah, right. No one cares. That's just advertising. Wonderful. No I mean, one gives now, a shit. now that I've seen the movie, I know what the Castle Run actually is. And I bet you can't wait to know, John. I, I bet I can't. But uh, it's the Castle Run. And as you can imagine, it's a rad thing that happens for sure. It is for sure a thing that happens. Uh-huh. So he talks to Chewbacca, who's like, all right, sure, whatever. But where's Han? Han's busy. All right, well, I guess I'll get a drink. Hans, taking a shit. <laughs> Fastest shit in the galaxy. That's my partner. <laughs> Just shoots a hole right through the toilet with it. <laughs> this shit's a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I did eat a whole lot of junk before we got here. <laughs> in my defense, they don't allow droids in here, so I don't know how a big bowl of droid junk got in my front of me, but I ate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, a big bowl of droid junk. Just this big robo wiener flopping in the dirt. <laughs> uh, you know that C three PO card that looks like he's got a big golden dong. It does look like he's got a great big golden ween. Yeah, that's, that's what he was eating. Fluent in six million forms of penetration. Ah, uh, he is fully functional. <laughs> uh, okay, so. He goes and finds himself a drink, and he complains about how it takes him almost ten minutes to get a drink. Oh, because Wooher so many... doesn't like him. Ugh. Yeah, Wooher doesn't like me. He likes that devil guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That guy's nothing but smiles and jazz music. <laughs> nothing but smiles and jazz music. I guess it's jizz. <laughs> it's true, it is. Nothing but smiles and jizz. And I'm not of the school of jizz. No thank you, sir. Look. It's all cum for this, this fella. <laughs> Look, you want to come to our monastery and get your cum forged? That's great, but I will not stand for this jizz. <laughs> That's disgusting and beneath me. <laughs> this jizz is beneath me. <laughs> uh, so he gets a drink, and then wouldn't you know it, the Dr. Evazon and Ponda Baba show happens. Yep, and... it makes Actually, him... beforehand... Oh, that's right. He meets... He, meets, he uh, does meet Obi-Wan, yeah. because Obi-Wan and Luke, of course, come in, and there's that scene... But, ooh, he gets a feeling like he's 
Never, never, never had before. Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes he has a good feeling. What a yeah. feeling. Bram, bram. It feels like he's a Jedi. <laughs> he's just standing there and he's talking to Obi-Wan. <laughs> so he senses Obi-Wan to come into the cantina. Like, he's just sitting there having a drink and then just whips his head around. He's like, who the fuck is that? Oh my god, look at that old dude. <laughs> I gotta get a piece of that. I gotta get up in there and then spill my cum in the, into the forge. <laughs> and uh, Obi-Wan can apparently tell that Boshek is Force-sensitive mm-hmm. and is like, Hello, little one. I see you're interested in the Force. I'm interested in cum-forging. <laughs> Perhaps a trade is in order. <laughs> but, uh, but he basically tells Boshek, he's like, Hey, buddy. Uh, you're Force-sensitive, and I could teach you a lot of cool things about the Force. You know, if I wasn't leaving the planet, I would teach you all about the Force. But uh, instead, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, so uh, beware the dark side or something. I don't know. Anyway, goodbye. This, this planet sucks. Hey, everything sucks here. <laughs> you want my house? <laughs> it's full of dead bones. <laughs> you know, instead of living bones, like you would have to fight in a Mario game. Luke Skywalker once described it as hot in there. <laughs> So take off all your clothes. (laughs) That's the force. (laughs) I use the force to make people get naked. I'm a dirty old man. It would have come up if I hadn't died right away. (laughs) (laughs) Had I not gone on this adventure, you would have seen I make people take their clothes off. (laughs) Anyway. It's too late. I've seen everything. So it turns out that Boshek's consistent wondering, wait. Am I a wizard? No, 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 I'm not. Is actually, yes, you are. Yeah, you are force sensitive, but you have no training in the force. Mm -hmm. So, good? Yeah. Good job, I guess? So, Obi-Wan's actually kind of busy, so he leaves Boshek to his devices. Boshek retreats with his drink, and then the Dr. Evazan and Ponda Baba show happens, and it's just like every other stupid brawl in this dumb cantina, thinks Boshek, except there's a lightsaber. Oh, that dude's a cool Jedi. (laughs) Fuck. That lightsaber is the infinity spaceship of guns. Uh, fuck my ass. It'd be better if it was done in white ceramic. That'd give it real class. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he ma- the fight makes him spill his drink. When he's very sad, he gets bitter all over him. Yeah, he gets bitters. He's having a big glass of bitters. <laughs> I like to think it's not that he's having a glass of bit like IPA, which they were afraid to say India, so they just had to call it bitters. But I like to think he just says, like, Angostura bitters all over. He's <laughs> one pint of Angostura bitters, please. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, in in the British parlance, you bitter is you know, I know you I can know. get a lager or bitter. Yeah, it's true. But I like to think it's. Just I like a- to imagine that it's a cat named Bitters. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Bitters, get off me! <laughs> it just always being a huge asshole is Bitters. Ah, uh, Bitters, what are you doing? <laughs> Bitters is supposed to be the bar's butler. <laughs> Bitters, the cat butler of Moss Eisley Cantina, has fallen on Boshek. <laughs> he has fallen on hard times, if you know what I mean. Now he has to be Boshek's butler for three months because of the sitcom judge. <laughs> Next case. This cat has to be your butler. Next case. <laughs> Bitters, reset the router. <laughs> Next case, you two girls have to pretend to be twins. I'm a sitcom judge, and I love sitcoms. I love my job. <laughs> uh, All right, so so Boshek gets some more bitters. Uh, but he also has that scene where he has to be like, uh, sorry, I am a pilot, but I don't have a ship. 
you should talk to this guy. Yeah, he hooks up Han Solo with a little bit of sweet business. <laughs> That's right. A little bit of sweet business for that Han Solo. A little sweet bitters for that Han Solo. Give me that sweet bitters. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he sees Han Solo work with uh, Obi-Wan and so on and make some kind of deal, which he's excited to see that Han gets some business. Yeah, he's like, ah, good for them. Yeah, and then... He sees uh, that famous Rodian Greedo come walking up. Oh man, getting... I wanted to go talk to Han Solo. I don't get to. Oh, but I think that that Rodian might hurt him. I'll pull a blaster so I can shoot that Rodian and save Han Solo. Oh, he doesn't need it. Fucking, I love that this book has like ten people that were going to go talk to Han Solo before Greedo got there. Yeah, which means. As Greedo is walking up, there's like 10 dudes that are standing, and then all of them sit down at the same time. I like to think they all have like a single rose in their teeth. Uh Oh. (laughs) All just sitting there, like clutching a single rose in both hands, like, oh, Han Solo won't talk to me. This is the worst homecoming dance ever. Back to the stadium bleachers for Boshak. (laughs) I'll go get some of that gross spiked punch. (laughs) Gross spiked punch. Who put Sambuca in this? (laughs) oh that's good that makes me really happy like what someone put fucking 99 bananas in this what is happening it's just the punch has been spiked with every gross alcohol (laughs) hey guys we put absinthe in here it just tastes like garbage now i felt a burn travag shall add some jepson's malort to this get out of here (laughs) you damn prevert the cones demand it The cones demand it. Like, he worships cones. Ah, the great cones of history! I mean, it's Feltapurn Shavag. He basically does worship cones. Oh, it's true. It's very true. (laughs) Deveronian dudes all, like, throwing some blood wine from Klingon lore in there. (laughs) It's the Predator drink. Indeed. Also, I love jizz. I've spiked the punch with soup. (laughs) Like, like Albondigas meatballs just floating in the soup. It's just little chicken and stars floating in the punch bowl. And you're like, come the fuck on. <laughs> Who did this? Danik, I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, soup. Soup. <laughs> he's got a big old cup of it, too. And he's like, mmm. Mm, so good with soup. Oh, much better with soup. Who put a banana in this? <laughs> It was me, the Chandra fan. Oh, boy. I, I just put a lot of juice in there. Yay. I guarantee I put that juice in here. You get that juice in the car. Boy, you get all. Oh, yeah. And there we go. That's almost every character. That's our jokes. Wait is, wait a minute. Is this a ground-up Rodian foot in my punch? It's more likely than you think. This doesn't even make logical sense. The punch exists because Greedo is talking to Han right now. (laughs) Yes, but it's just his foot that's been ground up. That happened earlier. Don't worry about it. There will be another chapter that explains this. That's Uh, our Star Wars prom at the Moss Eisley Cantina. It's it's fine. It's a clone of Greedo. It's got three E's. Greedo. (laughs) Greedo versus she's or <laughs> they have a fight greedo wins greedo <laughs> oh the times <laughs> so greedo gets shot yeah greedo gets shot and unlike our soup friend this guy's actually gonna leave the bar now and go do shit yeah he's like oh man i missed my chance to talk with han ah well i guess i'll 
Have to go back to the fucking uh, monastery and <laughs> do some gum forging. Unfortunately for Boshek, he is spotted by stormtroopers. And because he is still wearing his flight suit, they have mistaken him for probably Luke or Han or something. No, it's... Oh, the a, guy who flew the ship, his it, ship. It is a cop finds him and is like, hey, uh, the Empire wants to blame someone for a ship coming in that was hot that they missed. You're in a flight suit, so I'm going to just arrest you and give you to them because you're as good as anyone else. So it didn't even matter that, yes, technically he did do it. Yeah. This cop was just getting because he was in a flight suit. Yeah, that's all it was. But he kicks the cop and he runs. Oh, boy, does he. And he goes and finds the... What is it? The Dowager Queen or something? He finds the Dowager Queen, which is, uh, what's her name's ship? It's Lady Valerian's hotel ship. No, no. That's out in the desert. This is the ship that the fucking uh, Jawa was hiding in. Oh, I thought they were the same thing. No. So the Dowager ship is a different wrecked ship on Tatooine. Yes. Okay, great. Well, then, in that case, he finds a wrecked ship on Tatooine, and he hides in it, and uh, he finds himself surrounded by random street preachers. Yeah, the cops and the stormtroopers are all catching up to him, and he dives in there, and... He buys some ragged ho- homeless dude's cloak for 10 credits. Yeah, he throws his flight suit out into, like, somewhere, and a bunch of people fight over it. Mm-hmm. And then he buys a shitty cloak. So now he looks like a shitty old homeless guy, but not quite enough. Not quite shitty and homeless you enough. You see, his next idea is, the way I can hide from these storm these stormtroopers and cops and stuff is... I'll pretend to be a street preacher, he says to himself, as he seeks out some weird gunk from the corner of the room that he's in and smears it all over his face. And then, properly black-faced, the way only a good Star Wars character... Oh, oh, what Al Jolsek. <laughs> Al Jolsek. <laughs> goes ahead and gets to a window and is like, Mammy, consider the force. Hello, my baby. Hello, my Jedi. He says in a horrible racist thing that we should not have done. <laughs> Yeah, Boshek is up there in full blackface and a robe talking about the Force. Yes, in an attempt to hide from the cops. Unfortunately, his his uh, yelling about the Force has angered the other nearby street preachers. They think that he's making fun of them because they believe in holy banthas and some shit. Yes, so he's up there going like, accept the light side into your heart, but beware the foul darkness of the dark side. And then the other street preacher who's like an old pro is like, Yes, and consider thee the holy bantha. It does not quail, neither does it sting. <laughs> Truly, it is the most holy of beasts. Yeah, I you mean... think of a lot of beasts that neither quail nor sting, though. Yeah, I mean, like quails. Yeah, quails don't quail. Does quail man quail? Uh, probably. But he's not a beast, so he's not in the running. No, he isn't yeah. a beast. Well, he's a beast in the sack. <laughs> Quail man, a beast in the sack. <laughs> you heard it here first. Do 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 Doug fucks. <laughs> Doug fucks. Doug fucks. If that was his last name. You thought it was funny, but it's it's Doug fucks. Well, that's what his last name was in German. But it, it, when they got he was to, like, look, it's Fuchs. When his family got to Ellis Island, they were like, does this say Doug fucks? And he was like, no, it's Fuchs. And they were like, yeah, it's Doug funny now. Yeah, you're Doug funny. You <laughs> no, you don't. You don't get this name. <laughs> look, look at you. You don't get the name Doug fucks. I mean, the real question is, how come Doug is the one who was going through Ellis Island? You think it would be one of his ancestors? <laughs> you would think that, and yet. <laughs> Doug is Doug fucks and also is a Highlander. <laughs> he has merely been adopted by this family. <laughs> Man, you look just like the sir, the Lady Patty of mayonnaise that I fell in love with in the 15th century. Ah, yes, you are the mayonnaise for me. Whoa, 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 Patty, you're the mayonnaise for me. <laughs> 
I know songs from Doug. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I know a few songs from Doug. I was singing the Wee Quail Man theme. Killer Tofu. <laughs> oh, great. Now we're getting the beats. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the full discography of Doug. Coming to you live from John. <laughs> <laughs> so, Boshek. How, how much time do we have left? We've got so much time. Don't you, uh, okay. don't you fret your Because I'm worried that head. we're getting pretty close to the end of the story, and I want to make sure we stretch this thing out for the people. <laughs> Don't worry. If we need to stretch for time, I will continue doing the Doug oeuvre. <laughs> Good. I was about to recommend that you just finish telling us about what happens in every episode of Doug. For example... <laughs> episode by episode. John, can you tell us about the nematode hunt, please? Look, I'm going to tell you about the time his dad buys his own photography shop. Now, if you don't mind explaining to me what Skeeter's alter ego in the Quailman universe was. <laughs> I think it was the Silver Skeeter? Ah, uh, the Silver Skeeter. That's that's when they were fighting Clotzilla. That is correct. They were fighting Clotzilla, yes. Cut. When was the last time you watched these episodes? Uh, it has been, like, I want to say at least 18 years I was since say, I watched an episode of Doug. It feels like 18 to 20 years since I've seen any Doug at all, and yet it's as fresh as a daisy, even though Doug was the show I watched because it was on between the two good Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, Doug was a garbage show for idiots, but I still remember the time in Home Ec when he got banana pudding on pizza and it was delicious. <laughs> Why do I remember this? Who knows? I remember B.B. Bluff was the weirdly rich kid. Yeah, B.B. Bluff. That's why they're in Bluffington. Yes, that's correct. There's so many things I remember about Doug, and I don't know why. Why do I remember this? Why? I don't know. I don't even think it was between two good shows. I think it was it was the middle show, but the show before it was Rugrats. Uh, at least Rugrats was watchable. It was vaguely watchable, but anything you want, you turned on in that hour before Ren and Stimpy, you just left on so you wouldn't miss any Ren and Stimpy. You're like, this is cartoons. I can deal with it. <laughs> No one's invented an interesting part of the internet yet, so I guess I can sit here for 40 minutes and tell Ren and Stimpy. It's either I'm watching Ren and Stimpy or I'm going on the Nickelodeon AOL chat room <laughs> and seeing who wants to cyber with a 13-year-old. Hey, welcome to the Nickelodeon cyber chat room, ASL. <laughs> that is the experience of my youth. <laughs> you ever see anyone say ASL anymore? No. Remember that back when you just you go into a chat room? that was just, just a thing you did? You just say that like a friggin', like you're throwing a fishing line in the water? Oh, yeah. It was amazing to me. I wish I wish dating was like that. Like, you just go into a bar and you're like, yo, ASL? <laughs> or just yell it really loud when you come you in. Just, wa- just throw the door to the bar open. <laughs> ASL! And then everyone, like, turns around and one by one tells you. 26, my sex is a construct. My gender is male. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. And my what? location is this bar. <laughs> My location is the ethereal plane. Yep, because I always had to be the jackass who was answering the question with something stupid. Well, yeah, there was always someone that was like, I'm clever. Yeah, my age is 69. My gender is 420. (laughs) My sex is yes, please. (laughs) (sighs) Good times. AOL. Old chat rooms. Old. This has been old people chat with John and Jeff. Folks who are under 30 or so, wait until we tell you about IRC. <laughs> wait wait till I let you know about the time I played in a vampire IRC LARP. <laughs> or that time that I logged in to check out a uh, game of... No, it was not Game of Thrones. It was, uh, what you call it, uh, the Wheel of Time mush. I was in that. I got to be... 
I don't know, someone's warder. Were you an Aes Sedai? No, I was a warder to uh, an Aes Sedai. Oh, I don't know what those things are. Uh, they're the like soldiers that they bond oh, with, and okay. then they get cool like camo cloaks. See, I never actually read Wheel of Time. I, I, I learned it through osmosis by one of my girlfriends being into it. Oh, that's a shame. I read all of Wheel of Time, and that is more of a shame. It's amazing to, to me that you've read all of Wheel of Time, and yet you are not currently reading Wheel of Time, because there's several million pages of it. <laughs> Well, it came out over the course of like 35 years, so there was time. That's true. That is true. You've got me there. You've got me there. That's true. Yeah. When I started reading it, they were putting out like book seven, (laughs) and it was like three years ago that they finished it. Yeah. The Wheel of Time, in that it takes all of time to write and read. Oh, so clever. So lavish, these discussions, uh, these depictions of mutton. Boshek. Boshek. Who? <laughs> what, what is this podcast? So Boshek is basically spending his time pretending to be a street preacher. Uh, unfortunately, even though it works and he manages to evade the police, he pisses off preachers. And so now he's being chased by old homeless street preachers. Oh, yeah, who street are hitting... preachers beat the Christ out and of just him. just chase him through town, whacking him with sticks. I don't assume... I mean, they're mad because he made them look bad, but I think they're mad because he's in blackface. I mean, it's probably bad. I think it's just like, how dare you be so... <laughs> Insensitive. How dare you be so insensitive to my Bantha worship? <laughs> I'm up here trying to describe the Holy Bantha, and fucking Al Jolson stops by and starts singing Mammy, and you think I'm supposed to be okay with this? Yeah, so they, like, just kick and punch and beat the shit out of him, and he runs away. Yeah, yelling, course, feats don't fail me now, of course. <laughs> when he runs out, the policeman's like, yeah, that's the guy. That's him. There he is. He's in blackface for some reason. He's covered his face with goop. <laughs> Good, but that's him. <laughs> And now how old spaceships tend to gather shoe polish in the corners. You know how that happens for some reason. (laughs) I have to imagine it was just literal shit that he smeared on his face. He just grabbed some poop. He just grabbed some of that corner poop and uh, went to town on himself. He's lucky he wasn't in a monastery. (laughs) So lucky. (laughs) Uh, Oh, he also got help because we get the Jawa getting killed. So it distracted the stormtroopers. Yeah, Hetnikik had already dumped all the sand he brought in to spike the punch with, and so he went outside to go murder those those stormtroopers and dies right in front of uh, Boshek. He gets to see that, too. Yeah, Boshek gets to see the Jawa die, and uh, then runs away, and boy howdy, he steals a fucking landspeeder. Luke's landspeeder, I assume. He steals Luke's landspeeder from the Arcona that bought it. He doesn't really steal it, so much as throw a, a wad of credits at him and then drive away with it. I'm taking it for a test drive! I mean, that's still stealing. Yeah, it, test it, drive is stealing. Well, I mean, as we've established, capitalism is theft. Capitalism is theft, so yeah. But he doesn't He doesn't throw him a set upon or agreed upon amount, and we don't know if the landspeeder was for sale. No. So it is definitely theft. It is definitely theft, but yeah. at least he throws cash at the guy. And then he drives off in a landspeeder and goes whipping through town, and he passes by the place where you can buy a fried pomegranate drizzled in honey or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, he he does some cool moves, and he gets away from the stormtroopers that were chasing him, mm-hmm. but oh no, he runs into a stormtrooper-like checkpoint. Yes, he does. So the same stormtrooper checkpoint, and he runs into them, and they're like, hey, stop there. We're looking for, like... A stolen landspeeder, a crazy Jawa, felt a pern travag, uh, a woman who killed some stuff. 
definitely a Nithorian because he killed off Lieutenant Alima. Look, it's a busy day. Are you it's any a, of these things? You, a couple of droids, an old guy, fucking <laughs> a lot of things, my dude. My dude, we are looking for just, so many things. They're showing him one of those signs you see at an airport that's the list of things you can't bring into Tatooine at this point. <laughs> They've just got a fucking like Polaroid carousel and they're like, all right, we are looking for two droids. An Ithorian. <laughs> Uh, but it turns out that what he does is he looks at them and tries so hard to force. <laughs> He's like, ooh, that old man said the force was in me, and I'm going to try and force at them so hard. I'm going to force them up real good. I'm going to force the force out of me and right into them. And he's just like, he tries to bargain with the force, which is great. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, the force, if you get me out of this, I'll return the car. I'll live a clean and straight life from now on. No more booze for me, no boys. Oh, the force, I <laughs> swear I'm turning over a new leaf. If you could just give me a mommy and daddy. <laughs> a couple of scraps. <laughs> Other people's jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he is just like trying his hardest to like i don't know convince the force to help him yeah and what happens is he's concentrating at them to let him go or uh go run to look at something else or whatever he possibly can but what he does instead is he triggers the exact same thing that that obi-wan did to this same stormtrooper about two hours ago oh yeah he's like i can feel my consciousness touch theirs and Looks like someone already did something to these guys. Yeah. So it's like he just kind of resets the guy, and he's like, uh, "These aren't the droids I'm looking for." Yeah. And move, he's like, move wait, along. Move. Wait, what? Huh? Move along. Yeah. He's like, "Let me see your ID." And then, like, the captain goes, "We don't need to see his ID." Yeah. <laughs> these aren't the droids we're looking for. And well, Boshek is like, "What the fuck is happening?" We don't need to see his ID. He's a white guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, wait. He's he in blackface. <laughs> He's a white guy in obvious blackface, which is fine by the Empire standards. Oh, yeah. Oh, we uh, we thought he was black at first. It turns out it's just blackface. You're free to go, sir. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> uh, and then he sees the Millennium Falcon take off, and he's like, oh, good. I'm glad they got away. I'm glad that old man got away, and I hope he comes back and teaches me about the Force. Aw, what a sad time for Boshek. Boshek never gets the Force. <laughs> That's okay, though, because he still always has a job at the monastery. <laughs> Boy, howdy does he. <laughs> so he decides to himself that he's going to go right back into town and give this car back to that Arcona because he's going to change his ways. Oh, yeah. He's like, look, I made a deal with the Force. It got me out of that problem. And now I'm a Forceman. That's what I do now. I'm a Force Wizard. Um, and it's time to turn over a Force Leaf. Am I a Force Wizard? Yes, I am. Y the tale yeah. of Boshek. <laughs> Boshek, the tale of a guy who's like, I'm a force wizard now. <laughs> and that is that is why he is the epitome of everything that I fucking hate about Star Wars Expanded Universe is he shows up, he's cooler than the main characters immediately of just being like, well, I beat the best pilot's piloting run. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, also, I'm a force sensitive. Also, I can outrun the Empire and I'm the coolest dude around. And I'm like, ah, fucking stop it. Not everyone needs to be a Force Wizard pilot. <laughs> Wait until we get to the uh, to Laxivrax chapter. <laughs> fuck everyone and fuck Star Wars. <laughs> Laxivrax, by the way, added just straight up a bowl of dog water to that <laughs> to that that punch. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like that. A bowl, bowl of dog water. <laughs> it's thicker than you think. <laughs> it's a little viscous. 
It's probably about 20% dog spit. <laughs> dog water. Trick your brother into drinking it. <laughs> Who wants a little dog water? There's there's hair and a burr in that. <laughs> there's also two ice cubes. <laughs> Oh, well, that makes it okay. <laughs> now I know it's probably fine. <laughs> oh, no, one, no one wastes ice cubes unless it's a quality drink. <laughs> Who would put ice cubes in dog water? <laughs> Why, that's unheard of. What, what kind of psychopath would put ice in dog water? This cold water has the viscosity of flat Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's like drinking Jello that you haven't mixed properly. <laughs> Uh, did anyone at this table once trick their brother into drinking a glass of dog water? Yes, one of us did. <laughs> the one of us that has a brother? Yes, indeed. Uh, a little brother, specifically. Did one of us get tricked into eating cat food once? Yes, they did. I'm kidding, David. I don't think that ever happened. I just remembered he listens to this show. Uh, the, no, no, I never did that. <laughs> that definitely never happened. It's just a joke I'm doing. That's definitely a bit. No, that that really never happened. I did eat cat food, though. You did? That shit's nasty. It was very <laughs> salty. I was... It... Okay. It looked... In my defense, it looked like peanuts. <laughs> There were little defense, crunchy it looked bits. like penis. No, I understand. There were little crunchy bits, and uh. I was like, ooh, mixed to nuts. And I <laughs> put them in my mouth and was like, oh, no. <laughs> I got to be honest here. I don't think I have ever eaten any amount of pet food of any kind. I think I've looked at oh, it. Not even the wet food? <laughs> you got to treat yourself. Have you smelled that? <laughs> it uh. smells like cream of chicken soup straight. It smells like cream of chicken soup looks. I love that cream of chicken soup when you buy it because you're going to make like a chicken pot pie or something. It has like a picture of a bowl of that with like a sprig of uh, of like celery or something. Sprig of celery? What the fuck is wrong what with me? in God's name? Like parsley? Sprig, parsley or oregano like floating artfully on the cream of chicken soup. Like you're like, ah, yes, I would like to eat this thick chickeny cream, please. You know, no, nothing else. <laughs> you know, I like chicken broth, but I was just thinking to myself... Not goopy enough. <laughs> if this could get gooped up a little, that would be nice. I would love it to be in two distinct layers that I can't get to integrate no matter what I do. I would like to just have this schloop out of a can <laughs> and look like two different strata. And then microwave it until they turn into two different liquid strata, as if I'm eating a bowl of hot lava lamp <laughs> that smells of chicken. <laughs> so that's the tale of Boshap. <laughs> It's the tale of a lot of things. Yeah, there's, there has been a lot of tales that have happened in this podcast. I think I don't think we've barely touched the rails in this. I can't say we've gone off the rails. We were never on the rails. Well, we never discussed any ponytails or cottontails. <laughs> no, ducktails. Woo! Oh, woo. <laughs> Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. If you made it this far. Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this absolute garbage nonsense that we have put together. I hope you've come to understand Boshek as well as we have. <laughs> you know and love him in the same way that we do. Oh, <laughs> uh, If you cannot get enough of this... <laughs> complete dreck we have bonus content yeah we're gonna keep doing this <laughs> we're just never gonna stop talking sometimes about star wars and this part was free but the other part costs money <laughs> we want you to give us money to hear us keep doing that 
Uh, so if you want to support the show, listen to our bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash system mastery, support us there at the $2 or more level. You Two. unlock it. $2. That's what we want for us to keep doing this. Two entire dollars. Anyone in their right mind would just want us to stop doing this and we're not gonna. Instead, we're going to keep doing this and demand money from you. <laughs> The listener. <laughs> oh, we have browbeat you into Stockholm Syndrome, and now you must give us money for us to continue. And I understand that, John, your bonus content story this week, not to give anything away, is but a let me fan give it away. favorite. <laughs> no, don't give it away, but it's a fan favorite, is returning to the bonus content. Oh, is yes. that sa- Is that safe to that say? Is, that is true. There is a sweet treat showing up in this bonus content. Yep. Maybe on a cookie. We don't know yet. <laughs> but definitely a fan favorite is making the making a return. And, of course, if you want to listen to any of our other stuff, you can go to our website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com, and you can find us. We're System Mastery on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at the subreddit r slash System Mastery. You can contact us at SystemMastery at gmail.com or via John's cell phone number, which is... Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Who memorizes anyone's number anymore? <laughs> the only number I have memorized is my parents' house phone from a house ago. <laughs> Not even the house they live in now. If, I remember every one of my parents' phone numbers for forever. Since I was a little kid and first memorized it. I have a weird num- uh, memory for numbers. Oh, I also remember uh, our friend Jake's old house number <laughs> from when he used to live in California as well. If So if you would like to call us, all you have to do is stop by my house, borrow my phone, scroll to John, and click there. He'll be happy to talk to you about system mastery. Oh, I, I will be happy to see that someone is calling me, not answer my phone, and then me. text and be like, what do you want? Because he'll see it's me, and he'll be like, he'll be like oh, I want to talk to Jeff. Oh, no. No, it's anyone. If anyone calls me, I'm like, why are you calling me? You called me late at night. This is the year of our Lord 2018. You actually called me on the phone late at night a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, I used to call you on my cell phone (laughs) late at night when my car broke down. I was like, new phone, who dis? Because I don't want to talk to you. But no, he had a guard thing, and I was like, holy shit, John's calling me? He's got... Someone died. Oh, yeah. No, if if I am calling someone, there is trouble a-brewing. <laughs> like, this is not just a friendly, hey, what's up? Some shit has gone down. And it wasn't really late at night. It was like 9.45. But as a new dad, that is that might as well be midnight for me. <laughs> and, you know, for me, midnight may as well be, I guess, 3 in the morning. <laughs> Your sleep schedule makes no sense at all. My sleep schedule's dumb. I took a nap yesterday at 5. <laughs> That's not a nap. That's going to bed. I took a nap from 5 to 7 and then was up again. Oh, Christ, I I hate people who don't have children. <laughs> it didn't take me that long to start. Uh, well, you were already a misanthrope, so it was really just <laughs> excuses. I hate people. And now additionally... <laughs> additionally, specifically... Thank you so much for listening. We will, of course, be back in a week with more of the Expounded Universe. But until such a time as we return, I have been Elan Sleeves Bagano, and I come on Death Sticks. <laughs> And 
this room where everyone is attempting to give you a hand job. The, there's just a fight breaking. It's like a cartoon dust cloud with tiny hands poking out of it with people wanting to give you a hand job. Andy Cap pops his head out for a second. Oi, lad, best give you a hand job before the missus clubs me one. <laughs> Go home, Andy Cap. You're drunk. No hand jobs for you. 